church who's ready to have a great service. Who believes that God's already moving in this place? Who believes that God has still has more for us today? Church, we have three amazing students coming up to share their testimonies with you today. God is going to move through our youth. He's going to move through them to preach to you guys today, guys. So let's give a warm welcome to our first one. First up, we have Olivia from Johnson High School. She's going to be a senior this year. Hello, guys. Thanks for the introduction. Yes, my name is Olivia. I'm going to be a senior at Johnson High School. Um, I would just like to thank Pastor Jesse and Lauren for this incredible opportunity to come up here and share my story with you guys. And I'd also like to thank Pastor Connor for even getting me up here. Because when she first asked me, I was a little bit freaked out. I didn't really have an answer for her. But she told me after camp to give her one. And, well, you know the answer that is because I'm up here. Um, so to get started, I grew up in a family that didn't go to church. We didn't talk about the Bible. We didn't talk about Jesus. We didn't really talk about anything like that. We just were non-religious people. Um, we, it was definitely hard because I wish I would have, like, was like that. Because all, a lot of my family actually went to church, but we just, I just didn't end up going. And to get started, my aunt and my grandma, my aunt's church, she invited me to go with my grandma, and I went, didn't like it. I don't remember the exact religion it was, but I knew it wasn't for me. It could have been because I was young, or because my parents weren't there, or because I just wasn't invested. I I didn't end up staying. Um, Fast forward a couple years, I, my parents got a divorce, and I took that very hard, because you're, ch- you're young, you, your parents split up, like it's hard. And I did put on a brave face though for my brother so that he didn't feel anything bad about it because he was way younger than me. And a couple years after my parents got a divorce, we started attending my now stepdad's church. And I didn't like it as much. I went in the kids room a couple times and we played with sock puppets. That's not my cup of tea because I was a little bit older than that. So I didn't end up staying in the kids' room very long. I ended up going with adults and didn't really pay attention to anything that was going on. Um, But I ended up going to the camp there, and I ended up going to the weekend camp. And it was like a weekend winter camp, and we played games and did all the camp activities. But the last night, we all spread it around this giant room like this, and it was dark, and we had to pray for like ourselves and just like journal about things. And I didn't do that. I sat by the window and I just stared at it. And I doodled on my notebook because I didn't really know like what prayer was. I didn't really know how to pray. Like I didn't know how to do all that. Um, So I didn't end up liking it as much, but I ended up going back and I, we went to that church for a little while. And then I would say probably, a year after going there, we moved, which meant we moved schools, and we also moved churches, which is when we came to Eternity Church. By, we ended up coming here invited by some family, and um, my family loved it. I did not, on the other hand, at first. I would sit in the back in the corner, and I would just sit there and play on my phone and zone out on everything that was going on on stage or in the front. I didn't even worship. I would just sit back there. And only come when I had to come, so I didn't really come as much. 
Um, but I ended up coming a couple times, and I was like, I don't even want to come. And it also could have been because I didn't have friends, which is why I started attending youth a couple weeks or three weeks probably after coming here, like kind of regularly on Saturdays, but not really as regular as usual. But I started going to youth, and I remember my first day. It's like the clearest memory I have of my first day going to youth. I was alone. I only had a couple friends. So I kind of just sat at a table alone and didn't really talk to anyone. But I didn't want to go join my friends because they all had other friends, and I don't want to tag along with them. So I sat there, and Pastor Connor ended up introducing herself, and I was really nervous at first. Sometimes... You get scared of adults, and I was scared. So she introduced herself, I introduced myself, we made small talk, and all of a sudden, I got so comfortable to just tell her why I was there. And I was there to make friends. I mean, to get closer with God, but that was like my second thing. It was more to get make friends, so I didn't dread coming to weekend services. So I didn't really make friends the first day, but the first day that, the first day I heard her preach, she preached on having more faith and a stronger faith. And I took that to heart because I was like, I was coming there, didn't really have anything. And I left going, oh, my gosh, I'm coming back. So I ended up coming back. Um, I ended up coming back ever since. And I would say a month after going to youth, I gave my life to God. And I basically, that night... That night at youth, I, we were praying, or they were getting prayer and doing prayer calls to the altar, and I've never prayed before. I never even got prayer, so I went over there, and I got prayer from one of the youth leaders, and I just told her, like, that I was struggling. I was struggling with school. I was struggling with people. I was just struggling with everything, and I didn't want to deal with it alone because if I dealt with it alone, it could have got worse, and I just didn't want to struggle like that. So I ended up getting prayer, and it was just so incredible to feel someone that loves me and didn't, hasn't known me for that long, but just to feel the love that she was just praying for me like that. And I went home that night, driving home. I ended up praying the whole way there. No music. It was like, if I would have stopped, it basically would have been dead silent. So I ended up praying the whole time, and I just prayed about everything going on and that I wanted to build my relationship with God and I I wanted to just take that step that I needed for myself and I prayed and I even prayed about going to camp and I ended up going to camp that year last year and I ended up loving it um, I experienced a I experienced something amazing at camp last year um, it was just I was going in there to um, to get closer with the people that he surrounded me with and put on my path and I was going there to build my faith and really just zone in on what I needed to do for myself. And I went in there with an open mind to everything that we had to do or the things that we wanted to do or just everything in between. And it just showed to me that my faith can grow if I let it grow. And I let people help me also and not just do things alone. And it was very incredible to just see my me personally take the extra step in my faith and it just was cool to just see people that surrounded me with love that hadn't known me for that long and just come into my life and just be like 
you're, you're on the right path. And just tell me that I have a purpose. And I just want to say that if you asked me where I would be a year ago today, I wouldn't be standing up here. I would probably be sitting in the back still, wouldn't be talking to anyone. But I'm so glad that I pushed myself to get to that extra level and get to that extra step in faith. And that's been something that has been on my heart ever since the first day coming here and the first day really just putting, giving my life to God. And that's also why I decided to get baptized last year. I knew, I knew that I needed to get baptized for myself and that I needed to do it on my own terms. So when my siblings got baptized, I didn't get baptized because that's because I didn't know what baptism mean and I didn't really invest myself into like anything that was going on with baptism. But now that like I got a second to just think about it and really just press into the word in the Bible and just get help with what I needed, I just, I decided to get baptized and it's definitely increased my faith and that's the step that I needed to go last year and I just really needed to give myself to him truly and I just want to say that I just wanted to say that if I can do it and I'm a teenager a lot of you guys can too and I know that I know that it's scary because I was scared too, but it's also, it's gonna feel way better at the end because this is where you're meant to be. This is who you are meant to be. And you're, you're just falling in this path. And because I started reading my Bible more, maybe that's what you need to do. I really just learned him and I wanted to speak about him to everyone I had with me. And I really just, I knew my purpose and that was to talk about him and that was to follow him. and. It could be all of your guys, it's all of your guys' purpose too because that's what he designed us to do. He designed us to talk about the word and just everything like that. And that's just something that I focused on and it got me to hear today. And many of you could probably focus on as well. And that's just taking the extra step in your faith. Just get baptized or read your Bible or just do any of that stuff that's really going to help you get to where you're supposed to be because God does have a plan and his purpose is for you to stay on this earth and follow him as much as needed. So thank you. Yeah, that's right. Take that next step. Next up, we have one of my best friends from youth. You guys have probably seen him around the church plenty of times. We have Jack. As Jackson said, my name is Jack. Um, um, what's up? <laughs> um, um, so how y'all doing? Good. Isn't God great? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. This event's my favorite. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I would say the same if I would relate to Olivia. Um, yeah, if you asked me 
a year ago, where do you think I would be? Um, well, I remember driving home with my parents from this event, and I told them, hey, you know what? You do, you do realize that one day that's going to be me. But, but crazy thing is, is that I never thought it would be a year later. I mean, that's that's crazy to think about. Um, I never thought it would be a year later. Um, and yeah, me personally, I mean, I. I grew up going to church, and and my um, dad was actually um, at my old church, a small group leader, remember? Um, he was actually in my small group. Um, he stopped going there, and we started coming here on the weekends, and I still went there for, let's say, a about a year, and then we stopped coming, and then we started coming here completely. Um, yeah, but when I first came here, I wouldn't say I, I, I was not like in the very back, but everywhere my parents would go, I would follow all the time. I didn't want to <laughs> um, and just yeah, um, just kind of that person. I mean, I still, I still am kind of shy. I don't want to be. That's for sure. I'm trying my, I'm trying my very best to get out of my shy bubble because I believe, you know, me personally, I kind of came started going to you for both reasons because I felt like this is where God put me here because I wanted, I wanted what last this event last year what I saw up here with these, you know, with you guys. Um, I'm like, I wanted that because. Yeah, um, um, <laughs> thank you, Mom. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, I'm just, I'm not nervous, I'm just in, just, I can't believe it, I can't believe I'm up here, I mean, um, <laughs> Um, so, yeah, um, so then, yeah, for a long time, I, I always remember hearing about this Jesus coming to die for our sins, but I always thought to myself, I'm like, wait, what? What is... What does sin even mean? And who is this? And and who is this Jesus? Dying for what? But but once I finally got the meaning of it, I'm like, I asked my dad. I'm like, listen. So I, I hear a lot about this Jesus, who died, and plays for our sins. So I mean, what is that? What, what, what does that even mean? Um. And he told me what it meant, and I thought, since that point on, I'm like. Oh, okay. Yep, that's that's what the that's what the Bible refers to as mistake, as sin. I'm like, okay, I can say, yeah, that's not that's that's definitely me. I'm not perfect. I'm a sinner. Um, <laughs> I'm like, um, so that's kind of what really got me going as a Christian. But 
only because I heard a lot about heaven. Um, it was that was all it, it was for a couple of years, probably, and that's, that's how it's always been since last year. Um, and then, of course, COVID came. Um, there was a lot going on. Um, for me personally, um, as my dad would say, life loves throwing curveballs. Um, <laughs> um, um, yeah, so COVID hit. Um, we were shut down. Um, but at the same time, my grandfather was suffering. Um, he was, um, he was, um, he died of, I mean, I mean, he had a massive heart attack from, and he, he was, my mom says he was very lucky to live through that, but he unfortunately passed away two months later. But as I've been talking about him, I'm like, wow. I actually do miss him, but the but the but the good thing is, is daddy's no longer in pain, and daddy's he's gone to be with the Lord. And I've told my mom this a couple times now, because I'd never heard him say this, but he, but my mom told me, and I've heard her say it before now. Um, she said he would always say, short-term sacrifice for long-term gain, and I thought, ooh, that's so true. When and. Um, <laughs> So, um, so now I kind of switched that around, and I've so I kind of I've told my family now. I'm like, listen, because I told him, yeah, he's gone to be with the Lord, and and um, and um, one day we'll be up there with him. I can't wait. Um, it's gonna, I can't wait. Um, so I kind of think about it this way. And I've, and I've told her this and my dad and just family in general a couple times. It's like, I've said it like this. Um, Short-term suffering for eternal glory. Um, um, so, yeah. Um, so, it's just, yeah. Um, I love this event. This event is what got me started on going to youth group in the first place here. Um, and it was one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, it was actually not my decision. My dad asked me, hey, you want to start coming here? I'm like, sure. Um, I'm like, um, was, but thank God for that. Um, <laughs> um, um, so... Yeah, and thank God. Um, I'm just humbly going to say that this is not me. Um, the Bible says, apart from Him, we can do nothing. Which I think is so true because, remember, for a very long time, pretty much my whole life, um, I mean, I grew up around a Christian family, but I never really heard much about Jesus growing up. So it's kind of like, hmm, okay, kind of. I, don't know this Jesus person. I've heard a little about him, but, but I mean, I know him now for sure. That's why, um, um, yeah, um, just I thank God for where I am now, and I know it's, it was all him, I mean, and me too, but I couldn't, I, I, I could have never done it without him, so, so, yeah, <laughs> um, and, God for all these 
friends. That's the main reason why I started coming here. God put me here. He's like, hey, I, these are friends that I've given you. You're ready because to have friends. And I'm like, okay, thank you, God. And um, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. And I thank God for where I am now. Again, it's all because of him. Nothing I did. Um, huh. Yeah, um, just kind of it all. I can't believe I'm up here. <laughs> That's um, love you too. Love all you guys. We're we're family. Uh, and yeah, I just I thank God for where I am, and it's all because of Him. And I'm just gonna leave with this verse, John sixteen verse forty three says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Yeah. yeah. Amen. All righty. So last but definitely not least, we have a senior who just graduated and is going to you and I in about a week and a half. Give it up for Annika. Hey, church. Like Jackson said, my name's Annika. Um, you guys might have seen me up here on the worship team or just around the church, but I'm super excited to be taking the mic in a little bit of a different form today. So who's excited for you takeover? Uh, I am just so grateful to be sharing this weekend alongside my amazing friends, Olivia and Jack. Give it up for them. And I also wanted to shout out our pastors, Jesse and Lauren, for their amazing leadership. And Pastor Connor and Ian and all of our youth leaders here. And the Wild Youth is just an amazing place to be. If you guys have kids, middle school and high school, get them here on Wednesday nights because it will change their lives, truly. Um, so will you guys pray with me? Hey, God, I just thank you so much for what you've done and what you're doing, God. I thank you for these words from Olivia and Jack. God, I pray that we can all just take them to heart and continue chasing after you with all this inspiration in mind. And we thank you so much for what you're doing and we love you. Amen. So around the time when we got back from camp, I met with Connor and a couple youth pastors just to talk about everything that I've been experiencing, everything that happened at camp, and all the things going on in my life. They basically just sat and listened to me word vomit for like an hour, because youth leaders are amazing. And um, I was basically just able to connect the dots between things that have happened in my past and things I'm dreaming about for the future and things that are going on now. And I've never considered my story or these things going on in my life as to be like super inspiring or encouraging to other people. But after I was done sharing, Connor actually, that was when she asked me to speak this weekend. 
And the other youth leaders just started to talk about how just simply the things going on in my life and the way that I told them those things were inspiring and encouraging them even in their lives five plus years ahead of me. And so I just want to start by saying that your story is significant. So I grew up in a Christian home. Many of you may know my mom, Pastor Laura, and awesome dad, Fritz. Shout out to them. Um, I found God at a young age and was raised up to continue following him throughout my teenage years. Of course, you know, I had bumps along the road. I had seasons of doubt, seasons of loneliness, seasons of even failure, but I always found my way back to my true identity in God and that foundation that I had built on him previously before I was able to far very, fall very far from him. But I began to feel like everyone around me had this great story of revelation and like these huge transformational eye-opening stories and miraculous things God was doing in their life. And I began to compare my story with what others were facing and I started to question if I don't have this compelling transformational story to tell then what is the significance of my story so fast forward to this year during the winter time it kind of felt like the season of decision making and seasons of decision making aren't always fun so I cared so much about my plan and the control I had that I began to lose sight of God's ultimate control. I was filled with this worry and this stress because it seemed like the clock was ticking, like I had to decide what I was gonna do. And everyone around me was making these amazing decisions. I would come to school and another one of my friends would say, you know, I, I know where I'm going, I know what I'm doing next year. And with so much joy for them, I was so happy, you know, for my friends making these decisions. But at the same time, it felt like this pressure was getting harder and harder on me. Like I had to figure out this perfect plan and I was just stuck with, what to, with not knowing what to do. So that comparison from before started to creep in like it had, and I began to question again, what is the significance of my story? So when faced with all this worry and this stress, the Bible verse that really got me through it remains one of my favorite, favorite Bible verses to this day, which was Luke 12, 22 through 26. And I wanna read that for you guys. Jesus taught his disciples saying, listen to me, never let anxiety enter your hearts. Never worry about any of your needs, such as food or clothing, for your life is infinitely more than food or the clothing you wear. Take the carefree birds as your example. Do you ever see them worry? They don't grow their own food or put it in a storehouse for later, yet God takes care of every single one of them, feeding each of them from his love and goodness. Isn't your life more precious to God than a bird? Does worry add anything to your life? Can it add one more year or even one day? So if worrying adds nothing but actually subtracts from your life, why would you worry about God's care of you? So after reading this, these verses, it just made so much sense to me that worrying won't help. Worrying is not gonna add time to my life. It's actually gonna subtract time. And I began to take notice to the birds like it talks about in this verse. 
you know, the birds aren't worrying where they're going to find food, where they're going to get their next meal. They're not thinking, where am I going to build my next nest? Or they're not gathering food and holding it together in a shelter because they don't know if when they're going to be fed next. They are just living knowing that God is providing. And just like Jesse always talks about in Genesis, God created the animals and the creatures, and he said they were good, and he was proud, but he created us and said we are very good. So this passage began to sink into my skin as I realized God values us even more than he values the birds. And so if he's providing for them day after day, how much more is he going to provide for us? And if God is providing for my life, that must mean he finds value and significance in my story. So moving forward, I tried my best to keep my worries beneath me and my eyes lifted to the significance that God saw in my life. Before, I felt like there was no real meaning or that my story couldn't be inspiring because I hadn't endured any of those crazy transformations. But God began to show me through these verses that the plan he has is greater and the control he has is stronger. So as the summer went on and I had made a few decisions for my next year, I started to kind of feel unsure about what I had decided. God had been speaking to me through other people, but the things I heard were different than what I had previously planned or what I thought at the time God wanted me to do. So I started to feel this sense of uncertainty, like, am I going to take the wrong step or am I going to make the wrong decision or go to the wrong place? And I started to think, will my story still be significant if I take the wrong steps? And so as I began to pray and ask God what this meant, I came upon a passage in Acts that I want to share today. Acts 3, verses 1 through 8. One afternoon, Peter and John went to the temple for the three o'clock prayer. As they came to the entrance called the Beautiful Gate, they were captured by the sight of a man crippled from birth, being carried and placed at the entrance to the temple. He was often brought there to beg for money from those going in to worship. When he noticed Peter and John going into the temple, he begged them for money. Peter and John, looking straight into the eyes of the crippled man, said, Look at us. Expecting a gift, he readily gave them his attention. Then Peter said, I don't have money, but I'll give you this. By the power of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. Peter held out his right hand to the crippled man. As he pulled the man to his feet, suddenly power surged into his crippled feet and ankles. The man jumped up, stood there for a moment stunned, and then began to walk around. As he went into the temple courts of Peter and John, he leapt for joy and shouted praises to God. And so... Something that caught my eye in this story was the man was expecting something from Peter and John. When they said, look at us, it says he looked up at them expecting a gift. He was expecting money or silver or gold or something they could give him that would help him in his current circumstances. And so I imagine when Peter said, I don't have money, I'm sure his heart just dropped, thinking money is the only thing that will help me in this situation. He probably thought, why did they even get my attention if they don't have money to give me or a gift? And so I started to think 
if they had given him money, he could have, you know, maybe bought some food or clothes or medicine or something that could sustain him for a couple days or even a week, but no longer than a short time period. But what God had for him was something so much more than just money. God literally healed him. He changed his circumstances entirely and brought him up to walk again, changing the course of his entire long-term life, not just his short-term current circumstances. And so God has something better than you can expect or even imagine. Oftentimes, we come to God with what we think we need, saying, God, if you'll just give me this, if you'll just give me money, if you'll just give me more time, if you'll just give me a person to help, then, then everything will be better. Then this is all that I need, God. When really, God knows what we truly need. Just like the man in the story, he thought money is what was going to help him the most when actually what he needed the most was a healing. And so in closing, I I just want to encourage you guys to lay down those expectations and trust what God has for you is better than you can expect or even imagine. Thank you, church. Can we give it up for our three speakers? They did an amazing, awesome job. I'm so proud of them. And can we just give it up for all of the youth? All of the youth that are here that have been serving all weekend. They've been encouraging. They're amazing. So you can go ahead and stand to your feet. Stay standing with me. We're almost done. The youth that are here, they're watching you. You heard a couple of them talk in their testimonies about things that they had heard, whether it was a pastor, a youth leader, a parent. They're listening to you. They're listening. They're watching. Whether they tell you that or not, they're paying attention. Be encouraged by that. They are shaping their faith from what you're giving them. You are shaping their faith. The question that I wanna ask you guys, ask myself, is are you watching them? Are you watching them? Are you being inspired by their faith? Are you being encouraged by the passion that they have? Just like Jack was talking about last year, when he came to Youth Takeover Weekend, the youth were down here just worshiping with their entire heart. They were worshiping with passion. He was inspired by that. Are you inspired? Are you inspired by what God is doing? As I thought about it, I thought about how Jesus says that we are to have faith like a child. Now, if you're a parent in here and you've ever taken your your two-year-old, your three-year-old to the pool, and they're just getting ready. They're, they're starting to jump in. They're, they're on the side. They're all excited, right? They're excited to jump in. And before you know it, they're in the pool. Whether you're ready or not, they're in the pool. Sometimes you get smacked in the face. You get a black eye because you weren't ready. But I bet you caught them. They don't care if you're ready or not. Because they know that you're going to be there. 
they know that you're there to catch them. They're not standing at the side of the pool asking, Daddy, how deep is it? Should I jump? Do I need my floaties first? Are you ready? No, they jump. Where is your faith at? Are you jumping into what God has for you? Are you jumping in without all of the doubt, without all of the worry, without asking the questions? What has God been asking you to jump into? So I want us to take us all back to that place of being that three-year-old at the edge of the pool, just jumping, knowing that our God is gonna catch us. Maybe for you, it's, it's simply been to invite that friend to church, to invite that coworker. Maybe he's asking you to start a business or to ask for that promotion, to ask for that raise. Or maybe like Olivia said, it's just to simply read your Bible. It's not a maybe, it's a must. You need to be reading the word. But for some of you in here today, that step, that jump is for you to start a relationship with God. It's for you to give your entire life to him. You could hear throughout the testimonies of where they were at before and the goodness that they stepped into when they said yes to God. The doors that God opened for them because they simply gave their life and they said, God, I don't, I don't know what your plan is, but I know that it's better than what I'm experiencing. I know that it's better than what I could have asked for myself. So if that's you today and you want that, we're gonna say a prayer together. In Romans, it says that all we have to do to start that relationship is to believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. On Wednesdays, we always say, we're gonna say this together. And as you say it, that's you confessing it. But you have to believe that in your own heart. No one else can believe it for you. That's your jump to make. So if everyone could close your eyes in here, we're gonna say this prayer together. We don't want anyone to feel alone. We're all one body, we're one family. But if that's you saying this for the first time, say that with boldness today. Repeat after me, say, dear God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for his sacrifice for me. Forgive me for all I've done wrong. You call it sin. I give my life to you today and every day. You are my Lord, you are my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, let's praise God for those people this morning. Praise him. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you enjoyed it, please check out our other episodes. If you would like to connect with Eternity Church, be sure to go to myeternity.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at myeternitychurch. We'll see you next week. Love you heaps.